Hi everyone, welcome back to the Desi Crime Podcast. I'm Ishwarya, your host for this episode, and I'm Aryan. Before we start today's episode, we want to ask all of you to go over to our Patreon and subscribe for amazing exclusive features and content like extra monthly episodes, exclusive video calls with us, merch, an archive of unseen photos and videos for all of our cases, and so much more. All patrons that now subscribe will also have access to our most recent Patreon episode called the Bedbox Murder. To help the podcast out and to avail all these awesome benefits, go to www.patreon.com/desicrime and select a tier that works for you. The case we have for you today is one that has taken over the news in the last eight days since it happened. This is the case of a seemingly normal, educated, and happy family that did something even beyond people's worst nightmares. This is the story of Andhra Pradesh's dastardly crime which raises questions about India's mental health and superstition problem. This is the story of the Madanapalli double murder. Before we start this case I want to give a very 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 big shout out to all of our new patrons all of whom have joined in 2021 so this is a shout out to Nupur Dhiraj Noreen Abhishek Prashant Parth and Somlika all of whom we are very very thankful for for whatever contribution they've made to our patreon thank you so much you guys thank we you guys. really love you So the case that we are doing today has sent shockwaves around this country. Considering the fact that it's only a 13-day-old case, we received more requests to make an episode on it than we've received for any other case ever. We wanted to get the information out to all of you as soon as we could, but we'd like you all to keep in mind that the investigation on this case has only just begun. All the necessary facts are not yet out there. Thus, we have decided to make this a two-part episode. Today's episode is about the history of the family, the crime and the pre-investigation. We'll only release the second update episode of this case once a good amount of information has come to light and more facts are known. And I'll be honest, I just know the bare headlines of this case. Like always, one of us has done the research and the other one doesn't know what they're in for. So today I have no idea what I'm in for. All right, Ashwarya, tell us what went down 13 days ago in Andhra Pradesh. All right. Thirteen days ago, the country woke up to a shock. In some ways, it almost felt like history had repeated itself. A family seemingly normal, well-educated, happy on the outside by any obvious metric, but deeply religious in many ways, had just taken a turn for the worst that we could possibly imagine. Does this ring a bell, you guys? If you're reminded of Burari the very instant I gave this description you're not alone Burari bells rang in my head too 
the moment I heard of this case. The family we'll be talking about today is that of Valeru Purushottam Naidu, who's 55 years old, his wife Padmaja Naidu, who's 50 years old, and their two darling daughters, Alekhya, who's 27 years old, and Sai Divya, who's 22. The family were residents of the town of Madanapalli in Andhra Pradesh's Chittur district, which, according to an article by The Hindu, is known for an abundance of mangoes and tomatoes and also hosts Asia's largest tomato market. What a lovely place for a crime. Right? Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> Purushottam Naidu is a very well-educated man. He has a PhD in chemistry and is an associate professor at the Government Degree College for Women in Chittur. His wife, Padmaja, is equally educated, if not more. She was a gold medalist in her Master's of Science Maths degree in her university when she was a student. And now, for the last 23 years, she's been a teacher at a coaching institute for IIT aspirants. For the last few years, however, she'd assumed the role of a principal at that very institute called the Masterminds IIT Talent School. Originally, Purushottam belonged to a place called Thavanampalli Mandal and Padmaja was from a town of Chittur. But the couple settled in Madanapalli five years ago. The couple, like all Desi parents, set a path of rigorous education for their two daughters, just like they had followed when they were young. Desi parents are rigorous? Who said so? <laughs> Whoever said that? The Desi world knows this about are. us. Sai Divya, their youngest child, had just completed her bachelor's in business administration from Bangalore and had enrolled herself in the A.R. Rahman Dance and Music Academy in Chennai. While Alekhya, on the other hand, their older child, had recently completed a diploma in forest management from Bhopal and was preparing for the civil services exam. So, Aryan, even though these parents had put this rigorous path for their daughters just like they had for themselves, they clearly let their daughters do what they aspire to do. Like Sai Divya enrolling in this dance and music academy, which is really, really nice and progressive to see. The family, according to all sources, were devoutly religious. Nothing extreme, according to friends and colleagues, but simply spiritually inclined and religious people who devoted a lot of their time to prayer and ritual. And there's a difference between being devout and extreme that I would like to point out. Like, devout is more about the... I don't know how much you're vested in your faith. Whereas extremism is, I mean, as the word suggests, it's sort of self-evident. Taking your belief to the extreme end of right. imposing it onto others. So, most families, many families, in fact, in India, are devout uh, religiously. Correct. And this family was exactly like that. There's nothing out of the ordinary to the people around them. In January of 2021, the family are living in the Shivnagar locality of Madanapalli in a three-storey plush house which they had just moved into in August of 2020. Since just a few months before they shifted houses, their daughters had been staying with them because of the COVID lockdowns imposed across the country around March of 2020. To the entire Naidu family, immediate and extended, and to the friends of the family, the 24th of January was just an ordinary day. In fact, it was a Sunday, the best days out of all. The family and everyone who knew them would have slept in late, maybe gone out with their families for lunch. To be honest, I don't know if people do that anymore with COVID. But regardless, many would have woken up early to maybe prepare for their next day at work. And the Naidu family was no different. However, 
it's important to point out here that the Naidu family, especially Purushottam and Padmaja, had taken a leave from their respective workplaces for the next two days also. Their colleagues later revealed that the couple had asked for leave because they wanted to conduct certain rituals and needed time for them. Both of them were granted their leave, meaning after this Sunday, on the 24th, the couple had the 25th and the 26th to themselves and their family too. Eventually, somewhere along the course of the day on the 24th, things, strange things transpired inside the Naidu house, many of which remain unexplained to date. At around 7, 7.30pm of the 24th, a close friend of the Naidu's and a former teacher from the mastermind school where Padmaja was principal, G.P. Raju, received a call from Purushottam Naidu. Thinking it was a normal call, just friends catching up, G.P. Raju picks up the call only to have his jaw dropped and his life turned upside down. On the other end of the line, his friend Purushottam is explaining to him in detail how he and his wife have just killed their two daughters, Alekhya and Saidevya. A scared and shocked Raju immediately cuts the call. Wait, what? He told his friend that they're dead? Yes, he did. He calls his friend and confesses. And like, does the friend, how does he confess? Is he, what's his tone? Is he nervous? He's scared. So he's scared that he's done something he knows is wrong and oh. he doesn't know how to deal with it anymore. So this is not like some insidious call that he's making. Right, right. That's what I was, okay. Right. Okay. Raju is scared. He immediately cuts the call and calls the police that very instant. Within the next 30 minutes, the cops had arrived at the beautiful Naidu house where what was waiting for them inside would haunt even the most seasoned cops forever. Inside the house, in two separate pools of blood, lay the two dead girls. Sai Divya was found dead just outside the family's prayer room, stabbed with a trident or a trishul and bludgeoned with a dumbbell. Alekhya was reportedly bludgeoned with a dumbbell as well. The cops found that chunks of hair from their head were missing, which Padmaja claimed they cut off to give as an offering in their prayer to Lord Shiva. According to the Hindu, their bodies were found wrapped in red saris with copper vessels in their mouths. A book of the spiritual guru Meher Baba was found next to Alekhya's body. Religious artifacts, books and photographs of Hindu gods and goddesses Shirdi Sai Baba, Meher Baba and Osho were found scattered across the house and the house was in disarray. The cops said that when they found the parents, they were absolutely hysterical and in a trance-like state, unwilling to listen to anything the cops had to say especially Padmaja. The cops claimed that when they tried to enter the house, Padmaja was hysterical, shouting and refusing to allow the police in and even accused them of interrupting their ritual and destroying, quote, a majestic heaven on earth that was about to unfold, end quote. I don't even feel like saying, but like the response from my body is, oh my God, I don't even know if that's the right exclamation to say here. <laughs> Funny. 
मूविंग ऑन अलेजेडली पद्मजा ऑल्सो टोल्ड द कॉप्स दैट शिवा वॉज इन द हाउस एंड शाउटेड दैट दे शुड एंटर विदाउट फुटवेयर Once the cops entered forcefully she started begging the cops to leave the bodies of the girls in the house for just a few more hours so that they could quote bring them back to life she even told the cops that both their daughters were alive for an hour after they were bludgeoned and that that was proof that the ritual that the family was trying to perform was actually working when the cops obviously refused to agree Padmaja started getting incredibly angry and hostile towards her husband claiming that he was the one that ruined this ritual by calling his friend too soon and because of him all of their fruits just went to waste and their daughters won't ever come back to life Okay I'll just say it Oh my god that is unbelievable I, I okay but right off the bat there is one theory that stands stands out and i don't think it took the is like i don't think it takes the cops a lot of time to figure out what actually happened i mean to a certain degree i'm sure it was obvious to the cops what was going right. on here it would have looked like and sounded like a superstitious ritual gone wrong but that's not normal Despite it being obvious, I don't know how well the cops would have registered what they were seeing in front of them purely because of how absolutely unbelievable it was. The cops took the couple to the police station to question them and soon realized that this would be no ordinary investigation. The couple exhibited signs of mental instability from the onset of the cops walking into the house. and it didn't get any better during the investigation the couple revealed to the cops some harrowing details the dcp in charge said quote as per the couple's version their two daughters had been unwell for a week and complained to their mother that they were experiencing breathlessness and had seen strange figures in the house the youngest daughter had reportedly forced the mother to kill her as she could not bear the torment of these unseen forces the girl had threatened to commit suicide if they failed to kill her sai divya was brutally bludgeoned to death around afternoon a few hours later their elder daughter alekhya also under the influence of occult practices had reportedly forced the parents to kill her as well all three members of the family believe that alekhya's death would help resurrect her sibling the couple followed through the elder daughter's morbid suggestion around late evening end quote this is all the parents testimony this is the parents testimony that's right so they're accepting everything every single thing dear oh man they blurt it out without any coercion they tell the cops everything right off the bat in fact even when the cops enter the house they don't try to hide anything the bodies are right there mm-hmm. they ask for more time to bring the girls back to life but this is not a secret that they've killed these girls however it doesn't end here during the investigation purushottam naidu revealed that padmaja ate the tongue of alekhya after killing her He further added that Alekhya used to tell her father that she was the form of Arjuna. 
he said that he trusted alekha when she used to say this to him because he also read a lot of spiritual books and was highly religious and believed his daughter could be the form of a god the dcp also claimed that during the investigation at random moments the couple would seemingly enter a trance like state again and again and start blurting out prayers for lord shiva it would then take them like a few minutes to regain their sanity and respond to the questions of the cops throughout the questioning the couple kept reiterating the fact that they can still bring their daughters back to life and that they are positive that they will resurrect the couple also claimed that had the cops not intervened the two would have probably killed themselves too so that they could also be reborn the next morning along with their daughters the cops understood very quickly that the couple need a complete psychiatric and psychological evaluation before they are accused of the crime and that that evaluation should in turn determine the next course of action in this case despite the horrific details the couple revealed during the investigation the cops did not arrest them immediately so that they could take part in the last rites and rituals of their daughter's funeral it was 2 days after the murders on the 27th of january that the couple were taken in by the cops for arrest before the arrest the couple were made to undergo a mandatory covid test which padmaja refused to take when the nursing assistant would try to administer the test she would start shouting claiming that she wouldn't die from covid because she herself is lord shiva and that covid actually originated from within her and not from china we have taken at least 3 international trips during covid and have gone through more than 10 covid tests but i assure you they aren't as bad as she is making it seem like why is she so hesitant to, to take a normal covid test in this video also there's oh by the way a proper video of this on youtube but in this video also she seems to be in this trance like state she is shouting she's pushing people away she's very hysterical and not responding to most of the things that people around her are saying so it just i don't understand what's going wrong here i don't know why she's so hesitant but she doesn't seem to be in her senses do we have the clip yes the video of this encounter went viral on youtube after this case came out and we are putting the clip of it here i'm having khala hal in my throat no need to test me for corona one second you are insulting me no Even if you don't agree that I am not Shiva, it is okay. I am not going to die, Karuna. Don't tell me. Don't tell me whatever I am going to tell you. Listen, I am not going to give you the samples of Karuna test because Shiva he is not having anything at all. Now, who are you to tell me? I am Shiva. From my body, particle only, Karuna test. People overuse the word literally, but 
I literally don't know how to react to that. It was almost as if you took this clip from the movie Conjuring and put it there. It This is crazy. This is absolutely unbelievable. It is absolutely unbelievable. The country has reacted to this clip exactly the way you have Aryan. The police officers arrest and book the couple under A1 and A2 respectively of the IPC section 302. for the murders upon their arrest padmaja was placed in a special cell owing to her unstable mental state over the next few days the couple are sent for their psychiatric and psychological evaluation government psychiatrist dr g radhika who examined both dr purushottam naidu as well as padmaja and also interacted with many relatives and colleagues of the family was part of an interview conducted by the Times of India. In this interview, she tries to explain what she thinks went wrong with this case. She felt that both Padmaja and her elder daughter Alekhya, who were highly delusional already, led to the delusion of the other two family members. Through her evaluation and conversations with relatives, a number of very unsettling details come to light so let me get this straight i was under the impression as i think most of our listeners would be at this point that it was the parents whose delusion and craziness was transferred onto the children but now what you are saying i mean what technically the psychologist is saying is that it was something shared between the mother and alekhya that was transferred onto the rest of the family correct and i'll discuss this later in this episode as well It almost seems like Padmaja probably inherited a mental illness from her family mm. and possibly genetically passed that down to Alekhya and then because of her proximity to her husband and covid and all those reasons it really really affected um, her husband's mental state as well it's just the multiplicity of factors genetic proximity due to covid so many it just seemed like wrong place wrong time wrong proximity correct many of the family relatives claimed that ever since padmaja's father passed away a few years ago she was unable to cope with the loss and that was the start of her mental health decline i'm sorry i need to interrupt remember burari when it was again oh, instigated so by similar. the father's loss yes this burari is creepy is so something to do with you know trauma getting triggered and then people just going down this this is crazy this is so similar to burari yep eerily similar so dr radhika actually goes on to say quote after the death of her father padmaja got delusional and occasionally also told her family members that she could see her dead father moving around in the house on the other hand alekhya who started reading too much spiritual literature related to the cycle of birth and death resurrection and surfed spooky material online turned completely paranoid and the other two family members were impacted by what is called the shared delusion in psychiatry end quote some of the relatives of the family have told the police that the younger sister falling sick after stepping on something during a stroll about a week ago acted as the trigger for Padmaja and for Alekhya to execute their plan of bringing the Kalyug to an end 
by driving away all the evil forces from their home and emerge purer by ushering in the satyug now in hinduism the first of all four yugas is known as the age of truth and is what is called the satyug where humanity is basically governed by the gods so essentially what padmaja and arekhya through their ritual were trying to do was end this era of non truth and bring in this era of purity and truth and holiness post their psychiatric evaluation the couple was sent to the ruya hospital in tirupati where they are currently being held now that we've discussed the who done it of this case it's time to move on to the why done it and in my opinion the why done it in this case is significantly more important here just as it was in burari firstly let's rule out the possibility of an outsider being involved in the murder and the parents actually not being the murderers firstly the parents have blatantly and throughout the entire investigation agreed to the fact that they did what they did Secondly, the cops moved swiftly to check all CCTV cameras in the vicinity of the house and sifted through hours and hours of footage to find clues about outside involvement. However, there was nothing. From the testimony of the neighbors and the footage retrieved, nobody entered the Naidu house before the murder and nobody left the house after it. slowly and slowly as the cops start talking to the people that knew and interacted with the couple very disturbing details about the family and their behavior start coming forth an alarming number of people noticed that the woman of the household especially alekha and padmaja had remained confined to their house for an abnormally large amount of time throughout the lockdown without much exposure to the outside world Now that shouldn't be terribly alarming you guys since many people out of fear of covid rarely left their house during these few months however i feel like the fact that it shouldn't be alarming yet was alarming says something about the impact that covid had on this family in fact it isn't just the naidu family covid quarantine has been incredibly hard for everyone who suffered from even mild forms of mental health issues suicide rates rate of depression and anxiety all rose sharply during this time and guys since we are talking about mental health and we are of course not experts on mental health everything we are saying has been conferred with ashwarya's mother who is one of the you know renowned psychologist in india and so whatever is coming is coming from a credible source and we don't want to cheat you of actual information so just keep that in mind as we talk about mental health because that's a core component of this crazy crazy case the naidu family's mental health issue did not begin during the lockdown however In fact, family members revealed to the cops that only recently Sai Devya tried to commit suicide by jumping off the third story of her house, but it was her parents that had actually stopped her from doing so. A friend of the couple also came forward to tell the police of a very bizarre encounter. Apparently, just a few weeks before the murder, this friend whose name I was unable to find visited the couple at their house. During this visit Padmaja caught this guest off guard and said to him quote you are like buddha i want to hug you 
please take me to your home end quote the man shocked to hear what he had just heard got scared convinced her that he had to go back home and left the house immediately if you were at your relative's house and your relative came to you and said i'm not trying to say this seriously but came to you and said ashwarya you're like buddha to me can you take me back to your house <laughs> what would you have done i would have run out of there and i think i would have probably never visited and i think my parents would have not let me visit so yes exactly what he did yeah <laughs> Cops successfully trace back Padmaja's weird behavior to the death of her father, a detail which is eerily similar to the Burari hangings, and something a number of the couple's relatives confirm. Padmaja was unable to deal with her father's death, like we discussed previously. But not only that, many claim that her father himself suffered from a severe mental health issue and was delusional for the last twenty years of his life. Just as in the Burari case, the cops found their smoking gun in this case too, but it wasn't a diary. <laughs> it was Alekhya's social media accounts. You guys, I went through her account, and the change in the kind of posts she was making was visible. They went from normal family posts and vacation pictures. to pictures of osho pictures with alarming captions and pictures with cryptic texts on them two of her last posts on instagram were just these blue pictures with weird texts on them aryan would you read what they say the first post reads work is done the second post reads shiva is coming oh Can can so we're gonna upload these on our Instagram. This is, this is cryptic. This is crazy. This is suggestive of. This just shows the gradation in the change of her behavior. So, guys, one of her friends reached out to us and explained to us how, firstly, they were shocked that, you know, knowing that Alekhya has been murdered, but also the fact that they were friends with Alekhya up till very recently, and they also knew her. a few years back and she was just a normal girl into poetry and this gradation into osho and these cryptic posts on instagram this is highly highly erroneous behavior in fact she uploaded this work is done post twice in the form of two separate posts on her profile her instagram profile has since been deleted i assume by a family member and i am happy they did that When I visited her profile the comment section on her pictures were full of people talking about the case. Most were obviously well-meaning people but many were rude and mean and I think considering she's dead she deserves this respect and privacy. But this story is not complete you guys. Stories like these never are without a tantric or self-proclaimed god person of course who helps push a struggling family over the edge The name of the tantric in this case is Subaramaya Remember how I told you guys the sisters were unwell they were breathless and they were seeing figures across the house which is what prompted the couple to kill them in order to fix them Yeah so before they killed them they tried something else they tried calling subaramaya home 
to perform an exorcism on the girls in order to rid them of their illness. Since the murder, Subha has been interviewed by news channels and he's provided his account of what happened the day he went over to the family's house, which was just one day before the murder. On the 23rd of January, Subha goes over to the couple's house to perform an exorcism on a lekhya. When he reaches the house, the parents direct him to a room in which the girls were there. But the door of the room was locked from the inside. The couple and Subha actually had to break open the door to be able to enter. When they broke the door, inside were the two girls. Subha also claims seeing something very strange. He said that the entire time he was there, Sai Divya kept whispering something into Alekhya's ear over and over again. Subha also goes on to tell the cops and the news channels that while the siblings seemed unstable to him, the parents seemed perfectly fine. They were not in a state of trance or delusional. In his interview with the Times of India, Subha said, Quote, when I reached the house, I heard loud cries of the girls. No one came to open the gates of the house for us to enter. It was only after the maid of the house was called that she in turn called Padmaja that then we were let inside. They didn't open the room and we had to break open the door to be able to go inside. Inside the room, Alekhya was lying on the bed, unconscious and Sai Divya was screaming very loudly. End quote. According to the Times of India article, he performed some special pujas for about 30 minutes, after which Alekhya gained consciousness and got up and drank milk. He goes on to say, quote, Later, I left the place and returned with some sacred amulets, rudraksh and prayer materials. This time, I noticed an outsider who was present there blowing a conch close to the ears of Alekhya. I tied sacred amulets to the girls, performed some prayers and left. End quote. A conch, for everyone who doesn't know, because I also didn't know. I don't know, so yeah. Is a shank or a seashell of sorts oh. that we commonly blow in Hindu rituals. If you live in India, you have to have seen it in your life sometime. The couple asks Subha to come over again on the 24th, but he's unable to go since he had other visitors he had to attend to on that date. That is when the couple took matters into their own hands and killed their daughters. You guys, this case truly brings out India's dire need to accept mental health issues as a legitimate problem and not a hoax, especially now more than ever with worsening mental health across the world. Now more than ever, we need to move away from godly intervention to cure scientifically proven illnesses and find a legitimate solution. That and only that is the way to prevent more Buraris and Naidu families. I cannot stop thinking about the sheer amount of red flags in this case. 
just like they were in Burari. Seeing your dead father walk around in your house, calling a tantric for an exorcism, a suicide attempt in the family, should all be cues to get up and ask for help. We reiterated this during Burari. We reiterated this during Sushant Singh Rajput's death. And we will reiterate this now. Put your mental health above all things and everyone. As long as you have a healthy mind, everything else will figure itself out. If you need help but your family doesn't agree, please find ways to reach out to someone on your own. As a generation of young people who will one day have children of our own, it is up to us to set an example today. The investigation of this case is yet to be completed. In fact, it's only just begun. Once the police does their job, we'll do ours. Release an update episode. But till then, all we know is that in a house of four, today there remain just two.